DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Jay Drew, BYU beat writer for the Deseret News, joins us now on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Jay, good morning. Good morning, guys. So, Jay, now do you believe? <laughs> uh, I'm starting to believe a little more. Um, I'm not 100% on the bandwagon, on the boat, whatever you want to call it. I'm but, driving uh, the bandwagon. Are you kidding me? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till my uh, wait till my uh, Zach Wilson for Heisman story comes out, and then you can uh, okay. then you can put me on the bandwagon driving so it. Well, I heard that Paul Feinbaum lists his top four playoff teams, and he's got BYU number four. Uh, for me, I'm surprised they're that low. How about you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what has Clemson done? You know, what has Alabama done? <laughs> I don't know. It's um, just Georgia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why you can ignore Liberty. I mean, they just routed uh, Syracuse. So, uh, Independents are doing pretty hey, well. Give me so death far. or give me Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's been an interesting season. Obviously, a lot is going to change when the Pac 12 and Big Ten start playing. And even when the Mountain West starts playing, but this has just been a kind of a perfect storm for BYU, just with the start they're off to, and then like I said, without those other teams playing, there's kind of a little bit of a kind of a media vacuum as far as you know teams you can focus on, and and BYU's capitalizing on it big time. It's it's been a it's been an interesting couple of months. So as you try to uh, evaluate what is uh, what is good about this BYU team, where they're going to have an advantage and where they're going to have a weakness, what are the weaknesses that maybe a Boise State could exploit? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, you know, I think uh, I think they really haven't been tested with. Well, when they were tested with a quarterback who could sling it. Who could throw really well? Uh, before they made the adjustments, they were they were hurt quite a bit at U, by UTSA's quarterback in the second half, and then by Houston by Clayton Toon until they made some adjustments after halftime. So, you know, if Boise can kind of get a hot quarterback that can throw, um, I think there might be some question marks there. Um, as far as uh, you know, I don't know if it's a weakness or just a a trait. The BYU sure gets a lot of guys injured. It's just amazing how they struggle. And maybe it's because I follow them really closely that I that I real recognize it. Maybe it happens all over the country, but but uh, just they always seem to have you know two or three guys um, that are questionable for the game, and then they, you know, they lose a couple for the season. So. I don't know why they just can't stay healthy, but maybe that's the nature of college football. But but uh, but this year, the depth which they worked so hard on in the off season has really paid off. You gotta you gotta tip your hat to Kalani. I think he he recognized that was an issue, and and they've had guy other guys step up. Like they had a guy step up for for Kyrus Tonga 
the other day and and didn't miss a beat. And they and when James Empey was out, Joe Tukuafu stepped in and, and at center and and played really well. And so so they've they've kind of recognized one weakness, which was lack of depth, and, and kind of corrected it. So so I think that's been a real positive sign this season. What was the deal, man? Third and down, fourth down, and one. They couldn't even get a yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they tried to get too tricky on that one, where where uh, they were trying to. They were more focused on trying to draw Houston off sides, uh, kind of with that kind of rushing up to the line of scrimmage, looking like he was going to do a quarterback sneak. And then uh, I think they just maybe lost a little focus there, and Algier got got stuffed. Um, but yeah, that is interesting. And then the, the the what was it was it fourth and two at the goal line or fourth and one from the two where they they got stuffed again. I don't know. Sometimes you you think they they try to get a little too tricky uh, in those situations. Um, but but yeah, that's definitely something they can work on. Do you see Dax Milne 184 yards coming? Not really. That kid continues to surprise me. You look at him just on, uh, you know, even back in his days at Bingham High when he, when he walked on, and he just, you just think, you know, that, uh, that he's not much of, a, of an athlete or a, a receiver. He just doesn't fit the mold. I mean, you look at some of the other guys, and Gunnar Romney looks like a legitimate, you know, but, uh, but Dax continues to put up big numbers. Uh, and so, yeah, that's been a, a big surprise. And the thing people tell you when you talk, ask about him is, is it just sounds like he's just a, a gym rat version of a football player, just constantly, constantly working on his game, begging uh, quarterbacks to go throw with him, things like that. So, so all he's earned all this. What I'm trying to say is he's earned all this, uh, all this uh, recognition by just outstanding work ethic. What do you think the chances are they add another decent opponent, maybe even a Power Five? Yeah, I'm going to try to write about that this week. Um, I I don't think it'll be a Power Five. I just, to be honest with you, I don't think there's a Power Five out there that would. They don't need to kind of take that risk, if you will. Um, so I don't think it'll be a Power Five, but but I do think they'll add somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if they add Liberty. I don't think the Army game is going to happen. Um, I don't think Army wants – basically, I don't think Army wants the uh, to have to return that game to BYU uh, ever. And so if they can get out of, you know, this one, then then that won't happen. So, but, yeah, I, I see them adding at least one game in November, um, and maybe that first week of December would be the other choice, but – but uh, but as far as the Power Five, I don't see it happening. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see see the uh, schedule upgraded, but at this point, I don't think it's happening. You know, we saw three games in the top ten canceled this past week, and I'm just thinking if uh, a high end Pac-12 team. Uh, Oregon and USC come to mind because they're picked to win the divisions. But if there's someone in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 who thinks we're not playing enough games, we're going to need another quality win to get into the playoff. Let's say Oklahoma State has one loss um, and can't play a couple weeks. 
that I think I'm I'm with you in that I think it's a it's not a great chance to play a power five team, but I think if there's somebody who's thinking two or three weeks out, we got a chance of the playoff, but we just can't have these multiple bye weeks because other teams can't play us. We've got to get a quality win. That seems like the shot for BYU. Yeah, that that's a good point. And uh I think you would have to have, like you said, multiple cancellations. Um for that to happen where where basically you know teams of especially these is it the big ten that's playing eight straight or maybe mm-hmm. the pack yeah yeah where yeah where uh there's there's little margin for error there if if you you know you have to miss a week or two so uh so yeah, I could see that happening if basically they they've got to get at least close to eight games you th- you think Wilson goes to the NFL after this season? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, uh, I mean, why wouldn't he if he if he keeps it up? I mean, if he if he keeps it up, and you know, I don't know if you can trust all those mock drafts and those projections and everything. You guys remember what happened to John Walsh way back when? But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this this kid is just he's grown up, and it's all well documented. You know, the trips to to California to work with John Beck and all that. that that's this kid's life. His, just his dream, his goal from the minute he could walk was to play in the NFL. And, and I just think he's going to do it when, when it looks like the best opportunity prevents itself or presents itself. And, and I think that's after this season. So I would be stunned if he returns. I refer to it as BYU bingo. You start with the bingo card when the national broadcast starts. The trips to California, you check it off. The 25-year-old lineman, you check it off. Tom Homo rebuilt the schedule after when, after everyone canceled. You check it off. I mean, there's some storylines. And I get that, you know, we're a local audience, so we know them. And, you know, one week you're playing Navy and one week you're playing Houston. So there's always a different audience that's exposed for the first time. But there are a few storylines that have been beat up pretty good here, Jay. Yeah, uh, I mean they bring the Zach Wilson grew up a a Utah fan. Mm-hmm. They usually show his mom uh praying in the stands. I don't know if they I don't when you you know, I don't see the television broadcast. Sometimes I tape it and watch it later. So uh I'm maybe not exposed to that as much as, you know, people who watch every game on on television, but uh but yeah, I can certainly see that. There's there's uh the same old stories that just get regurgitated i i'm i'm did tape this last game i'd be interested with andre Ware. was he uh pretty excited about that oh, as usual yeah my gosh <laughs> i mean I, I tweeted out that uh by the end of the game if zach played continued to play well he was going to have Ware was going to have uh wilson ahead of zach uh, or trevor lawrence yeah and uh, a unanimous heisman i mean yeah he just he loves the guy there's just no question about that yeah that's uh i just from what I follow on Twitter and that, and, and what you wrote, PK, it's uh, pretty obvious. But as soon as I saw that he was the uh, broadcaster for that game or the analyst, I, I figured that we were going to get a heavy dose of that. <laughs> so, Texas State, make this game interesting for me. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It, you know. The crazy thing is they're playing it at 8. 15 at night um 
and uh, and I think they got some competition from other other games where they're not kind of the only game on um, this this Saturday. But uh, I don't really. I, the only thing I can think of is, hey, you know, they were a huge favorite, thirty plus point favorite over Texas San Antonio, and and they had a letdown, and so maybe you can kind of attack that angle that it's another team from Texas without a without a, much of a name, and uh, you know. If it happened once, maybe it can happen twice. I don't, I don't know. That's a stretch, but but uh, you're right. It's uh, it's going to be uh, kind of a hard sell this week. I guess getting the fans back in the stands will be kind of in in, in having six thousand fans there. And what's that going to be like? It's going to still be almost like a crowd for a high school game, a little larger than that, obviously. But but uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out. Uh, it's about time I can go see my Cougars in person, so I'm excited <laughs> about that. Uh, do me a favor. I'm surprised they don't have a cardboard cutout of you there with uh, Mitt Romney and Danny Ainge and the other uh, prominent uh, BYU. I know BYU supporters. It's a joke, man. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Handicap the uh, bowl possibilities for the Cougars. Yeah, I. You know, I. I think. Uh, the the New York New Year Six is obviously a possibility. Uh, looks like it would be the Cotton Bowl from what most projections have them. Obviously, they have to go undefeated. They they'd have to beat Boise and and uh, San Diego State and maybe even add a game that we were talking about earlier to kind of boost that resume. Um, so I think that's a possibility. Uh, right now, I would say fifty percent chance of a, a new year six game um other than that i i you know i think obviously espn's going to work with them they're they've got a a quarterback now that's you know drawing a lot of attention so they've got a fan base that travels if fans are allowed at bowl games so i, I think there's a good chance that they could get a, a pretty decent bowl um but even even if they drop a couple or drop one i think they'll be uh they obviously won't get a New Year's Six Bowl if they drop a game, but but I think if they drop one, they can get a pretty a pretty good bowl. So when you said fifty percent, that's what came to mind. You think there's a fifty percent chance they go ten and zero? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, you know, obviously they've never won at Boise State on the on the blue turf. Well, they won there, but it was in a bowl game against someone else. But they've never beat Boise at home. We don't know how good Boise is going to be this year. That's a, another thing. Is it's just so odd. I mean, I think BYU will have played what eight games, seven games, and Boise State will have played one or two. Two, two, two. Yeah, I mean that's just unheard of. That's that's so to handicap that game based on on that alone is going to be difficult. So, um, but I I think that is the the game, the the hurdle that they have to get over. And uh, it'll be really – that'll be a cool storyline. You know, Zach Wilson was once recruited, committed to Boise State a couple years ago. He had that that kind of play where they had a chance to win at the end, and he, and he tried to run for it and got stopped. So he has that in the back of his mind. So that would, if, if both teams are undefeated going into that game, that's going to be, have a lot of really fun storylines. PK, we lose you there? No, I'm here. I'm uh, good. No. Okay. All right. You're just good. 
<laughs> Wait, what Jay, did you enjoy that moment? PK was quiet. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. I, what was he pouring his cereal? Getting, getting, uh, getting <laughs> I've never thought of PK know. as a cereal guy. <laughs> well, when it comes to sports yeah. radio, I'm a cereal killer. <laughs> all right all right well on that note that we're supposed to end on an up note we screwed that up jay but we're just gonna have to roll with it and let you go back to your wheaties yeah i'm just sitting here trying to figure out what pk eats for breakfast but uh i guess we can save that for another time yogurt yogurt, oh, yeah, yogurt and some kind of power sense. bar and he's good to go Got this body. I got to keep looking good for television, guys. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, Jay, you go find a way to make uh, Texas State look interesting, and uh, then we will look for your magic in the Deseret News. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, on Jay. This Jay Drew, BYU beat writer for the D News, joining us here to talk Cougar football. Fifty percent chance they go ten and zero. PK, I guess if uh, if you pick them to win every game and say the Boise State game's a toss up and could go either way, especially because the Broncos haven't played a game yet and we really don't know what they have, uh, then that makes sense. That's reasonable, yeah. Because if you look at the games outside of San Diego State and Boise, they should be blowouts. So you're down to two games, right? Well, and he's, basically, he's picking would be San Diego State again, a team we haven't seen play. And well, it's had either a coaching way, change, right? Uh, two and zero oh would be great. Uh, one and one would not be shocking. Zero oh and two would be a bitter disappointment. That's what I said earlier last week. If they go nine and one, I still think that's a really good season. Expecting a team to go ten and zero oh is tough. It's it. I don't care what the level of competition is because we've already seen that they had obviously a down game for them and their standards against uh, San Antonio. Well, you have a down game against San Diego State and Boise. You're probably walking out of there with a, with an L. So, so you're going to have yeah. to play well in both of those games, and it's hard to do. It's hard to do in any league, and they don't not, they're not in a league, obviously, but – you know, playing these two teams that, as I said earlier this morning, uh, those two teams, even if they're not as good as they normally have been, those two teams are going to be so jacked to play BYU. Without they're, question. Yeah. Without question. B, uh, Boise State was 12-1 and and didn't go to the New Year's Six last year because of the three-point loss in Provo. So you know they're going to be amped up for this. Yeah, and San Diego State rivalry. is always amped up. It'll be the last game of the regular season. They'll be fired up. Well, with Boise now, it may not be the most important, but I think it's the biggest game of the year because they usually try to go what I think BYU should try to do, maybe tone down the schedule a little bit and but still have a big name or two with Boise's non-conference. They're usually playing somebody outside of BYU that's a pretty good name. Florida State, I mean, they went down there last year. Florida State right now isn't all what they used to be, but they still have that name. And so that got a little momentum. We've seen Boise play Georgia in years past, plus BYU, right? Well, now that other game has been 
canceled, but BYU is on. So this is their biggest game, and we've all been to the Boise community. They go nuts for Boise State football, and it's against BYU, and BYU's going to be undefeated. They probably darn well could be ranked in the top 10. Whatever Boise is, Boise could have their worst team in 15 years, and it still would be a tough game because Boise is going to be so jacked to play that game. And we're all jacked about it right now. We still got almost three weeks to go before it's here. We're just snooze fest on the next two games, right? Uh, we're I'm, we're go, instead of being hunkered down on BYU Saturday now, we're flicking back and forth. I think Air Force, who's Air Force playing? Aren't they playing late? San Jose then, State. San Jose State, yeah. That's so I, I want to see what the academy's got because I know uh, Utah State is going to be involved in that. Now Utah State plays Boise earlier in the night. Five Isn't o'clock. that a seven o'clock? Seven o'clock. Five o'clock our time. Oh, five o'clock start. Yeah, okay. So that should be done, pretty much done by the time the Cougars are are, are playing. And you'll isn't hear that right just here awesome? on the zone? What'd you say? You'll hear it right here on the zone, Scotty G on the call. Yeah, of course. Isn't that awesome, man? We got Boise and Utah State at five o'clock Saturday, and then we got the Cougars plus the other games that are out there. Yeah, man, I'm I'm just I'm happy. Yeah, I'm really happy. I mean, obviously, Boise State has their crack. SEC and ACC <laughs> have not been doing it for me. There haven't been enough good games, so I'm totally ready to have Western games. Absolutely. And here's the thing about Boise State's schedule, PK. Not only do they not have any other non-conference games, and usually they would, right? And they don't. But the Mountain West did the same thing that the Pac-12 did. They made sure their biggest brand names don't play each other in the regular season. They're clearly hoping to get a couple of undefeated teams into their conference championship game. Now, it may not work out, just like it might not work out for the Pac-12, but Boise State has battled San Diego State and Fresno State for the conference championship for most of this decade. And they're not playing either one of those schools. So... The, you know, it's not that they don't have anybody after BYU. Uh, they've got CSU at home, and they're going to Wyoming. And I guess they're going to Hawaii, which with the new coach, maybe that'll be dangerous. Maybe it won't. No, the rainbows are explosive. But they don't have the two teams that they've battled for conference championships. And I am sure the Mountain West is thinking, Boise State could probably get it done. If one of these other two can get their act together, we could have two undefeated teams and maybe boost someone into a New Year's Six because the Mountain West hasn't been getting the New Year's Six and the payday that goes with it. It's been going to the AAC. So it, it's no accident. So, nah. But all that means that Boise State's schedule is a little softer, which makes the BYU game all that much more important. Right, right, right. Wow. When we come back, everything you missed in this show in one nice, neat segment. We'll get you up to speed next. Stay with us. Nothing else matters, fellas. Every day we go to work. Football is back, and the Zone Sports Network has you covered. As the Cougars continue to bulldoze through their schedule and the Utes and Aggies get set for the start of their season. You gotta go faster, faster. Nobody will bring you better coverage of your team than the Zone Sports Network. This is your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. Turn me up all day. 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. First and ten Titans from their own six-yard line. Moving right to left on your radio dial. Give it to Henry. Looking for some room. Finds it. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone. Ladies and gentlemen, 19. 
yards. Touchdown, Titans. PK, I want to be the guy who yells, wow, wow. Why do you think I call high school football games on Friday night? Who gets paid for that? Well, I didn't really interrupt. I'll give you that the sound guttural noise is less annoying than uh, interjecting words slash sentences. He's going to go! He's going to go! <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, they're fans. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> All right, uh, a weekend full of football, and we've talked a lot of college. We talked a lot of NFL earlier. Uh, Derrick Henry running for 212 yards and another 50 yards receiving. He had a massive game. Best individual performance. You got someone better than that? You want to go with the 400 yards from Zach Wilson? That's a nice round Oh, you're mixing pro and college? Yeah, we are, really. Who who blew you away at football? What stood out this weekend? Because honestly, I got hyped up for it, and there weren't a lot of competitive (gasps) games. Games that on paper looked like this should be good actually turned out to be over early. Well, yeah, but I think there's some awesomeness in that. So I don't think you can discount Clemson and the way they just pulverize everybody and to be having 45 points midway through the second quarter you darn near have to be perfect every offensive possession to score that many points so and we're looking forward to uh i think it's november 6th uh, clemson goes to south bend and that uh, most likely will be the game of the week you know we'll see about that when we get there and that's exciting to have. But Clemson doesn't exactly just roll over everybody as we look at BYU's schedule, which isn't nothing to write home about through no fault of their own. I'm going to keep adding that. Whereas Clemson, you know, they're they're not playing anybody either, but they do have the track record and the pedigree, so we don't really question them. I, I think that, you know, rather than individual performances, I think the Steelers made a statement. Okay, guys, we, we appreciate your Browns and Baker Mayfield. You've gotten a ton of run. You're doing all these national commercials. But, you know, outside of your Oklahoma days, what really have you done here at this level? I mean, there's still time. But I think the Steelers sent a message that, yeah, this thing either runs through Baltimore or Pittsburgh, just like it always has. <laughs> You're a cute little team, but here's a big old dose of 38-7. to seven. Deal with it. Right. That was impressive. Uh, the one problem for the Steelers in all of this is that, uh, you know, losing a linebacker to an ACL, how's that going to play out? How are they going to uh, replace Devin Bush? That seems like a big loss. Yeah, but the other guy's going to have guys out, too. This is the NF freaking L. I mean, this is the, everybody has injuries, man. How's 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 it going to play out for the Cowboys tonight with, with Dalton? I mean, it, it sucks, but that's just the way it goes. And so, uh, particularly at the pro ranks, man, you got to keep playing. you got to prepare for that, too. That's what the offseason is for. Tell all your number two guys, hey, you may want to be number one. You may have to be number one. You better be ready. Yeah, and these guys are professionals. I mean, it's a little harder at the college rank. I think at the college ranks, if you're playing your third-team quarterback, okay, I'll give you an excuse. And having said that, BYU had that excuse and still won ball games with that third team. So it can happen occasionally. Stanford um, and USC had it last year, too. Yeah, briefly, though. Yeah, Stanford was one game they had to play the third-team quarterback. 
Speaking of the uh, Monday night football, uh, with the uh, in Monday afternoon football, Chiefs and Bills at 3 o'clock on Fox and the NFL Network, and then Cardinals and Cowboys in the traditional 6 o'clock ESPN time slot. Uh, who you got? Chiefs. And Chiefs and Bills are both coming off a loss after 4-0 starts. So I, I would go Chiefs. Yeah. I, 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 the Chiefs, obviously, they're not going to go undefeated, nor would I have picked, picked them undefeated because I'm going to maintain my constant stance that I pick no one to ever go undefeated. And so I'm not going to pick them. But in individual games, if you were to ask me going forward with all things being equal, I would probably pick the Chiefs 16 straight times, <laughs> knowing that they're probably going to lose somewhere along the line, and they already have. So uh, the Bills, I'd like to see an upstart Bills. I mean, I don't really care who wins the game. but yeah, they're a new story, though. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Josh Allen, again, I love the story of the guy who's under-recruited because I, lo- I just see myself in that type of guy, a kid coming out of the San Joaquin Valley who got no scholarship offers except for Wyoming, and we know what happened. So that's a nice, nice story. And... Uh, I had a in college. I had a hardcore Buffalo Bills fan, and he was from Buffalo. And I'd met him in Tempe, and he used to tell me about the the Buffalo Bills and what they meant to the community and all that. You know, I've never been to Buffalo, so that's upstate New York. That's a long ways away from where I grew up. And uh, so, just listening to him talk, uh, it's interesting. A friend of mine actually uh, had uh, back in Virginia had Scott Norwood as his neighbor. And uh, you know, the kicker, remember him? I do. So, Scott Norwood, of course, one of the most famous missed Super Bowl field goals, which shouldn't have been on him. The Bills were way too conservative and left him too far out there. But <laughs> he had to yards. take the heat. I don't know. It was weird to me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, so he knew Scott Norwood. I never met him, but my friend, who I'm still friends with to this day, uh, now lives in St. George. Uh, he knew Scott Norwood, so that's my loose connection to the to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so anyway, but I would pick the Chiefs, and then I think I think I'd probably go Cardinals by a sliver. But I am expecting Andy Dalton to play play well. pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm He's also assuming that the Cardinals are going to go through that Cowboy defense because it seems like everybody's going through that Cowboy defense. Dallas is a one-point favorite. Kansas City's five and a half. So that's your uh, that's your football today. But the Cardinals, you talk about uh, injuries. I mean, Chandler Jones is one of their better, if not best, defensive player. He's out for the season. So that's a major blow for them. And that's back to the point that I don't think the offense is going to struggle with Dalton there. You know, he is arguably the best backup quarterback in the NFL, right? As a starter, he had teams in the playoffs. So the fact the Cowboys got him is kind of a steal. It doesn't matter if your guy stays healthy, but their guy got hurt, so it matters a lot. So I think I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. You have Tua as the starter? I just always slot in Ryan Fitzpatrick as the backup. Well, he made he, the Jets made him look good yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Another another bad game. The uh, the Packers inexplicably up ten nothing. Looking like they're gonna come on, Bucks. If you got a pulse, you're gonna get into this. And they get two quick picks, two quick touchdowns, and score thirty eight unanswered points. And the Packers never they never fight back. They never push back. And afterwards, Rogers says a butt kicking may be good for us. This may be a wake up call. And for a guy who after back to back losses was telling everyone to relax, so I think it means more when he says that. Maybe he didn't like the preparation or whatever going into that. Forget him, man. After that second pick, I got the hook. I'm bringing in the love man. 
Oh, that would really do it. You'd really fire him up with that. <laughs> but that's been your whole thing. That draft pick lit a fire under Rodgers, so why not light a bigger fire? You old-timers, step aside. Move on over. The love generation has arrived. Uh, we heard from Kyle Whittingham today talking about the youth. He's getting ready to start freshman. He listed a half dozen guys who are going to play. Some will be starters. Some probably won't be. But it's not like you just play 22 guys over the course of a football game anyway. There'll be a chance for him to get in. Prepare for the youth movement, PK. Good thing he's got uh, Arizona and UCLA up front, right? I think it's obvious that they lucked out not having to play BYU this year. Why do you do that at the end of the show? Shouldn't you do it at the start? For the people yeah, who are joining grenade. us, you now, just roll out there at nine forty. This is the beginning of the show. Hey, I never know what I'm going to say from one segment to the next. So come on, you can't really okay, blame me on that one. That's a pretty don't hold them responsible, people. <laughs> uh, all right, Dodgers Rays. That was plenty of drama, and in the end, it's the two best teams in baseball by by a pretty wide margin in the sixty game season. So uh, this is it. This is who it should have been. And it was a struggle to get there. They both needed game sevens, but they got there, so who cares? Uh, in the end, yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, Dale Murphy came on. Go to 1280thezone.com. The whole show's available there. Every show's available there. The interviews are pulled out, or you can listen hour by hour. Go to 1280thezone.com or wherever you get podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you want, iTunes, where it's everywhere. Uh, and check out uh, Dale Murphy there on, uh, on his Braves losing and looking ahead to the World Series. How, how impressed were you were that I grounded out against the Braves pitching coach? That was an oddity. I liked it. <laughs> it was irrelevant, but it was an oddity. I'm, I'm fine with it. Well, he's a Braves guy. And yeah. no, he, he liked it. I've been, I meant to bring it up earlier, but I forgot. So it, Yeah, it was perfect timing. It all worked <laughs> out in the end. Who cares? All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, your feedback. Utes and Cougars debating how good the Cougars really are, and the Aggies getting in some shots, too. We will do that next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Ashley Adamson, the Pac-12 Network. Can Utah lose that kind of talent and compete for a Pac-12 title again? If you would ask me that question when they first entered the league, I would have said, no, you're crazy. That would be impossible for anybody. But I have become such a believer in Kyle Whittingham and such a believer in this Utah program that I think, especially in this year, the teams that are going to do well are the ones that are disciplined and methodical and don't get too high and don't get too low and are able to roll with the punches. And that is Kyle Whittingham to a T. And a lot of times the reason teams have success is because they take on the personality of their head coach, and we've seen that at Utah. So I just have a sense that they're going to surprise some people. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for your feedback, and really the feedback dominated by the question, so you got to think BYU is for real at this point, right? David, define for real. They haven't played anyone. The Snowman. Hey, the five teams they played are a combined 13-4 and four in games not involving BYU. Uh, and back and forth it goes. Uh, Cougar fans saying the Utes didn't beat anyone when they were 11-1 and one last year going to the Pac-12 title game. Uh, Aggie fans saying what no one... Saying they beat you. No one, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Aggie fans saying no one respected us when we won 10 games in a row in 2018. Remember, they lost the opener to Michigan State and lost the finale to Boise State and beat everybody in between. Uh-huh. 
So that's it. Never, ever, ever tell the other guy they're good. If they won, it's just because everybody else sucks. <laughs> Concede nothing. Yeah, my bottom line is that BYU is a good football team. Teams that win uh, five in a row, ten in a row, eleven in a row, you have to be good. It's too easy to mess up a game. It's hard to win five in a row. To what extent? I cannot say, but I don't need to say right now because they'll be tested. Boise State, uh, and there's a, and I don't know if I can find it in here. I saw it during the break, but there's so many coming in here. Uh, let's see, where is it? Well, anyway, whoever it was, I'm sorry you're not getting credit for it because I can't find it, but he said, uh, we'll know when they go to Boise because nobody from Utah wins on the blue turf. I looked it up during the break. Do you know how many games in a row the Utes, Cougars, and Aggies have lost at Boise combined? 16. Close, 15. I was going to say it's in the teens. 15. One for the Utes. Okay. Five for the Cougars, nine for the Aggies. 15 in a row, dating back to an Aggie win in 96 before the Broncos really got it going. It was right when they were making the jump to the That's Big West. That's utility, man. That well, is BYU has just had some head-scratching losses. Three one-pointers, right? I say three one-point games yeah. in there. Yeah. And I a five-point game where they were down inside the five-yard yeah. line. <laughs> right. I mean, so it's, it's a play. incredible. That series, whoever came up with that series. Bravo. Congratulations. Yep. So it's uh, two weeks from Friday. So what is that? 18 days away. And really two games that ought to be two nights. What a week. Something's going on on that Tuesday and then on that Friday. <laughs> BYU fans, would you take a loss on Tuesday for a win on Friday? <laughs> that is old school cartoon humor. That took me a second. Good work, PK. <laughs> It's so random. <laughs> Would you like the other guy in there? But that means you win Friday. What would you take? We've got to remember that one. That's a good one. <sighs> Things you would trade. This is for tomorrow's show. Would BYU trade 10-0 and and a trip to a New Year's Six if at the same time the Utes went 7-0 and and got in the playoff? Well, I thought we heard at 7-0 and they're not going to go and get in the playoffs. Um, that was impossible. Blah, I blah, 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 don't blah, know blah. that it is impossible. Difficult. I'll Larry give you a Scott, difficult. what are you talking about? But I don't think it's impossible given the way things are going. I think everyone in the SEC besides Bama could end up with two or three losses. Everybody already had three. Everybody has two. Regardless, <laughs> you could put a losing team in the SEC would be in the playoff over the Pac-12 and Larry Scott. Not 100% convinced. Oh, Larry Scott? Come on. Uh, not comparing. Oh, you Larry Scott Homer. What do you work for the Pac 12 network now? <laughs> nope. If I had, I'd be laid off or furloughed. <laughs> oh, that's a shot at Larry Scott. Wow. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Mike Yam. Congrats for getting another gig. I'll play, but Yogi Mike, and Ashley are still going strong. I was say, like, Mike Yam Mike to the NFL network. We know we're good for Mike. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. I've interacted with him a yeah, few times exactly. at Pac-12 Media. So you want everybody to be employed. I mean, I don't. That's a that's a that's a serious topic. You want nobody to be unemployed. That's just too serious. 
Uh, last thing before we go, we got a question up here on uh, on, the, on my Twitter page, David DJ James. Monday night football doubleheader. Monday afternoon, Monday night football doubleheader. It's like baseball. It's a day night doubleheader. Everything comes back to baseball, PK. You love that. It do. It's a, it's a day night doubleheader. A Monday twin bill. Chiefs and Bills at three on Fox and the NFL Network. Cardinals and Cowboys six fifteen on ESPN. Who wins right now? Forty nine percent of the vote saying Chiefs and Cardinals. Twenty seven percent for uh, Chiefs and Cowboys. Uh, you can vote there. DJ and PK, we are out of time. When uh, when we come back, it won't be us. It'll be Scotty and Hands right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.